It's week five, and oh my goodness, the streak is still alive. Who's the upset special this week? Well, you'll just have to listen because the pre-snap wagering show starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap wagering show right here on the LineStar app. It's me and my BFF, Mike Randall, and we are here to get you the winners, get you the guys that you need to know about, the teams that are going to fail you, the teams that are going to drag you over the threshold we've got them all for you and mike i'll tell you we are now uh, every week we do the two upset specials here on the show and uh, that means if you're not good at math i'll do it for you it's been four weeks and that's four times two and that's eight we have gotten six of the eight correct so i would say mike that's pretty good what do you think i think it's great and remember joe you can get anything you want on the Atlanta Falcons defense. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, well, look, I mean, we we basically, look, last week, Mike carried us over the threshold. My my Cardinals pick failed. I, I told you, like, uh, you know, I just, I thought that game was going to be different. I'll take the heat on that one. But uh, Yeah, but to Mike, be fair, man, it was the coin flip. You you liked the Tennessee game just I as did. much as I did. Well, I just happened to go first. Going in. And you know what? I think that's always good, too, because I think, and I did mention it on the clip too. We when when we both have the same one, when we come in and we talk right before the show and say, "Who's yours? Who's mine?" So we try not to overlap. Once again, this week we have the same one. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's always a good thing if both of us are turning our keys on that, Mike. I would say, but uh, still, uh, some wacky games there. The Rams were a game. Uh, it was a week of upsets, and it was funny because we kind of remarked about that slate and saying man, there's a lot of two-point games, man. There's a lot of things where you're probably better off just going the other direction just because it felt like one of those weeks where things were going to get a little weird. And when you know it, things got a little weird. Yeah, that Ram game, I can't believe it. And you you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago as prophetic. It, it was like you were a soothsayer. I remember hearing you say, you know, at some point that week occurs where something happens and it's different than what we thought. The clear one for me that I whiffed on is the Rams defense. I mean, Wade Phillips, the whole thing. I thought the Tampa Bay game that they would they would come back, they would be strong, they would play very well. They did not. They got destroyed. And I'll tell you this, I doubled down last night against Seattle because I thought it would be a Thursday night slobber knocker. But that's one of the keys to me is the Rams defense, to quote Danny Green, they are not what we thought they were. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't run the ball 11 times. Now, Last night in the in the Thursday night game, you know, Gurley still had the two touchdowns and stuff like that, but they're just not they're just not going that route. And I thought this might be the game. And there was part of me that was even thinking to myself, man, are they in the danger of looking ahead in this game to that short week at Seattle and saying, we got to really rest Gurley because we don't want to run him into the ground on Sunday and have him turn around on Thursday. And I thought that was part of the thought process and maybe part of the arrogance as well of Sean McVay and the Rams that we're good enough to beat the Bucs no matter what. We'll figure it out. It might not be pretty as the game started, but whatever, we're going to figure it out. And then it just didn't happen. And so I guess if you had 90, uh, the over on the 90 last week, you did pretty much. Crazy. Totally crazy. (laughs) I think I said the under last week. I just, I couldn't believe the Rams defense. And listen, 
week but it's not to new. week. It's not new. I mean, last year, the Vikings. Last year, the Chiefs. Yep. Both games against New Orleans. They give up big plays in chunks all the time. And I'm worried about it this week, too. Yep. You and, know, I was and, worried, worried about it this week. And Todd Bull, it's matchups, right? So Todd right. Bowles has done a really nice job. He came up with a great game plan. You pressure Jared Goff or you do whatever, you know, his headset turns off. Okay. And he turns back into a pumpkin there once the headset <laughs> the headset's off. If you can put pressure on him, he's a different guy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get after it and let's start talking about these games. And there's 10 one o'clock games too, which is, is that not bizarre? It's or crazy. Am I crazy? Ah, it's okay. terrible planning. Terrible okay. job. I, I, I'm looking at it and I realized that, okay, well, you had a West Coast teams, both two West Coast teams playing on Thursday night. You have, uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, West Coast team playing Sunday night football. So I, I get kind of, you had somebody in London. So that's in the one o'clock slate because when they're starting it and all that stuff. So it was kind of wacky, but I remember just starting the week of DFS and looking up and seeing the schedule and going, what, what, <laughs> 10, like, was it like two games yep. at four mm-hmm. o'clock? And it's not even like it's, you know, a heavy bye week where you got six teams on a bye and stuff like that can happen. Oh, just so weird. But anyway, one of the 10 one o'clock games, let's start with the worst one and get it out of the way. The Cardinals at Bengals, the Bengals are favored by three. I, I got to tell you, man, I, <laughs> I throw my hands up on this one. I really do. I don't know what to say at this point. I think the Bengals should win this game. It seems like the right team is favored, but I don't trust the Bengals. I don't trust what they've been able to do, and they lose another piece in John Ross. So I got to tell you, Mike, I'm I'm running away from this one. Do you have the guts to go here with the home team, or you think this is an upset waiting to happen? No, I do. I have, got, I have guts to go with the home team. I think Andy Dalton is king of the little people. I think he bounces back here. Auden Tate has 16 targets in the last two weeks, so I think he can fill in nicely against John Ross. Don't forget – the Cardinals are a sieve against opposing fantasy tight ends. They're giving up like 19.8, I think, PPR fantasy points per game, which is 62% more than Tampa Bay, who's second. So I think Cincinnati's good at home. I just don't trust Arizona. I mean, we're waiting to see that the offense click. It hasn't. Their secondary is still a mess. Pitt Peterson is not back yet. So I'm going to take the home team here. I know this is crazy. I like Andy Dalton. I'm I'm putting him in a stack article with Tyler Eifert this week. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the home team because this is against Cliff Kingsbury. This is the offense has not gotten together yet. They're missing Christian Kirk, who entered the game last week, third in targets. He's going to be out. They're a little banged up. I do think it's a high-scoring game, so I mm-hmm. like the over as well because I think they're going to put points up. You have two bad teams. That I like defense. more than the spread. The 46.5, totally I'm with you. If, if you ask me to – if you pin me down and said you got to pick something here – I can't pick an outright winner. I can't. I don't necessarily feel comfortable putting money uh, on the Bengals or or on Cardinals. But I think the forty six and a half, considering the way these two defenses have not played, I think that's that's pretty good. I think that's that's a safe one. I'm going to be a fool. I'm going to back the red rifle. I'm going to back king of the little people. And I'm even (laughs) stacking Bengals, Joe. What am I doing? I don't know, man. I don't know. You're not a ginger, Randall. I don't know why you're. No, I'm not. If you were a ginger, I would say I understand because you got to support. Jack and ginger? Jack and ginger is fine. That's that's all right. Now we're talking. Now you're speaking my language. All right. Let's get after the Falcons here who, again, think that it's flag football over there in the secondary. They're not big on tackling. And, uh, you know, it shows. So this week. Look, you got the you got the secondary of the Falcons who can't tackle anybody. You got the Houston Texans offensive line who can't block anybody. I mean, this is like the gang that couldn't shoot straight here. The Texans are favored by five because they're at home and because Atlanta has been really inconsistent. And I think the respect for the Texans after a, a tough one last week. You know, they've they've had some tough games here. They've had some tough matchups here. This seems like a little bit of a softer one for them. And it seems like a game where DeAndre Hopkins finally gets right. 
the five gives me pause. The 49 does not. Again, I think the over in this game, but I don't know. Where are you at with this five? Because I don't think it's a comfortable number at all. I'm taking the five. I'm with you. This is yeah. a circle. This is a circle of wagons game. Everyone's down on the Falcons, right? I, even I will, even I am to a certain extent, but no one's as bad as you think they are. Teams are going to zig in the NFL when you think they're going to zag. So I like the five. I will tell you this. I think this is an extremely high scoring game. Neither team puts a ton of pressure on the opposing quarterback. Some under-the-radar stuff. Austin Hooper, Joe, has 86 receptions in his last 16 games. I mean, think about that for a second. Matt Ryan has gone over 300 yards for five consecutive games, including all four this year. Now, listen, I know a lot is in garbage time. I understand that. But five is a lot of points. I do think Houston finally clicks this week and gets their offense rolling. But no one has stopped the Falcons for the whole game. They've stopped them for three quarters. And all of a sudden, the fourth quarter comes and they put points up. But I think this is an exciting game. It's a fun game to watch. But I agree. I think the five is is too much for a desperate Atlanta team. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, too. Would you Would you throw this into – uh, with another game and go in the and tease it. What, what, what are your thoughts on that one? This one oh, seems absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah. that's where you do go with this one. That's that's the feeling I'm getting from this one. Like you might just give yourself a little extra bump just in case. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go. Baltimore Ravens uh, going to Pittsburgh. They're favored by three and a half on the road here. I love this one. Uh, Baltimore got their doors blown off at home, embarrassed at home by the by the Browns, who needed that game. You know, the Ravens. I think were feeling themselves a little bit. And the Browns absolutely needed a W in the worst way because they could not afford to start with one win and that one win be against the Luke Falk Jets. Okay, you can't start a season that way. So the Steelers basically just showed all the tricks that they had left when they were in that college offense against the Bengals on Monday night. So now you're prepared for that. So I don't see any way here where the Steelers have a shot to win this football game. I think the three and a half is actually kind. I feel very good about the Ravens winning this game in Pittsburgh. Uh, much to the chagrin of the Steeler faithful, but all top of that, man, I just I feel like they're going to win this game by a lot. I don't think Lamar Jackson like they're going to have a hard time stopping him, I think, in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think Jackson explodes this. These games are usually close over. The they last, are usually over the last 30 games between these two rivals. 16 of them have been decided by three points or less. So it's usually a close game. I do agree. I think the Steelers bring the defense. We're going back and forth. I think the Ravens are greatly improved because Brandon Williams returns against the run. I know they got shredded by Nick Chubb, but they had some injuries there. I think it's back and forth, but I don't trust the Steeler offense. Mason Rudolph is not – he's hes a checkdown machine. He's like Teddy Bridgewater light. That's what he has going on there. So I think the Ravens take it. I think they go on the road and get a big win. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a product of playing poor teams. Some people are saying that. That's poppycock. And I think that they just have whoa, too much. Whoa, this is a family-friendly show, Randy. Okay. <laughs> whoa, you kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> I, I think that there's going to be some mistakes here. The Ravens are going to want to right the ship here. I know yeah. the Steelers are hot, but I agree. I will give the points, which is dangerous in a rivalry game. It but is. I think I think that the Ravens cover this idea. That's kind of why I like it the most, too, because I think if most smart bettors know that. Most people know these rivalry games are tricky and stuff like that. And I think that will pause some of the action that should be on this game. The Steelers are not a good football team. Okay. They are just not a good football team. What you saw was against the Bengals who are a worse football team, but they are, <laughs> they're not good. And the Ravens, trust me, they, they are not happy about how last week went. 
and they're going to take it out on the Steelers this week. The 44, that's another one. I'm taking the over in this one because I don't think the Ravens are going to let up. And I think there's a possibility where the Steelers won't quit and they'll be able to maybe put a little garbage time in there late. But I actually think the 44 is, is not a terrible number at all. This is not this is not the old Steelers against the old Ravens where all those defenses were all clashing and Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed. No, no, no. That's that ship has sailed, man. Uh, I'm going to take the under on this one. Right, I, I think I think that I think this I think they're going to try to slow the game down. I don't think this I think the Steelers know their weakness in the secondary, so they don't want Hollywood Brown flying all over the place. So I think they'll have a conservative game plan. But I don't like the Steeler office with Mason Rudolph throwing five yard check you know outs to the side. And I am I do think they're going to try to control it because they're home. If this game was in Baltimore, I agree it could get really nasty. But I'm going to go the other side. I'll, I'll take the under in this one. Yeah, I just don't think they have the personnel. And the way Connor keeps coming up lame every game, that worries the hell out of me, too. Oh, I love Jalen Samuels. Yep, I agree. Well, yep. They just they just keep on – like, they just can't afford to keep losing pieces either. But Samuels has a lot to offer, too. So it's – look, uh, Baltimore, I'm telling you, man, this is one where I feel really good about this week. Is something, you know, you look at those favorites on the road, and it's always a dicey thing. I just think Baltimore is just a far better football team than the Steelers right now. Buffalo Bills – at Tennessee Titans, the Titans at home favored by three. Problem with this one is the Bills don't have a quarterback. If Matt Barkley's looking like the guy as of right now, uh, I haven't seen anything come through this morning, but I would be hard-pressed to see Josh Allen take the field. And even if he does, uh, it's not the – I don't know. I'm a little concerned about that. But this would change, so keep an eye on this one. If Josh Allen is on the field, he might want to back away from this or change your tune a little bit. But – I think Tennessee by three feels about right. Uh, Buffalo played a great game. I think that was, I don't want to say it was their Super Bowl, but that was their measuring stick last week. And they came up short. I thought it was horrendous that McDermott didn't kick the field goal there with 11 minutes left at fourth and goal. It just made no sense. Kick the field goal, take the points. This game has been such a defensive struggle. Don't lose your momentum. And of course they throw the pick in the end zone. And then, and then there goes all the momentum, all the air out of the building and they didn't recover. But the Bills defense is for real. What are your feelings on this one? I think the Tennessee, I kind of lean towards taking Tennessee with the points there because I think that I think they can eke this one out. And I think there's going to be so much Derrick Henry that eventually the Bills will get worn down a little bit, just like they kind of did with Sony Michelle. But where do you see this one? Tennessee, gosh, I mean, I'm going to back them again. And I can't believe I'm going to do this because you know, it never <laughs> feels good to back them. No, but it I, didn't even feel good last week, even though we were both in on it. It still felt dirty. It still felt dirty. I, I think they've righted the ship off that terrible game against Jacksonville. I like what they have going. I agree. I think this is going to be a heavy Derrick Henry game. And I also think that you only have a certain amount of efforts as a team, and then you have to recharge the batteries. That loss to New England took a lot out of the Bills, not just Josh Allen, but it wore them down a little bit. Now you play a physical Tennessee team who has a solid defense, right? They have a decent defense at 13 sacks on the year. They're going to pressure Barkley. You're going with your backup quarterback. The Bills have a good pass defense, but their rush defense is very suspect, and here comes the bruiser down the middle. So – if Mariota gets off to a good start, I think this one's a good night. The only way that this could mess up here, I think if there's some turnovers and the Titans go back and Mariota turns into a pumpkin again. But I'm going to back the Titans again at home. I think that the last year, uh, the, it was a one-point game, I think, Joe, up in Buffalo. It was like 13-12, something like that. They lost. Bills won, but Tennessee kept it close. So I'm going to go back to the well. I don't feel great about it, but I'll have I'll take the Titans and give the points. I'm taking the under though in this one, 38 and a half. Oh so yeah, I for sure. Yeah, there, definitely. Which yep. means it'll probably be 90, right? <laughs> right, right, right exactly. Right, right. It's Corey Davis flying down the field. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's one of the lower totals on the day too. Is it, is it the lowest actually? And now that I'm looking at it, I think it is. It's the lowest one on the day. I'm still taking the under. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know because well, the most that, reliable units are the defenses, right? I mean, the defense right. of both teams, we we know they're consistent. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I agree. All right, let's do the next one here. Let's go to London for the Bears at Raiders. Another backup quarterback here, Chase Daniel, but uh, Chase Daniels had some good numbers with Tariq Cohen, and um, I'm not worried about him. And and they're getting Roquan Smith back this week, I believe. And last time I checked, he's good at football. And last time I checked, this Bears defense is for real. And um, yeah, Khalil Mack is going to remind the Raiders uh, what they had. I think this is going to be this game. So the number is five. This is tricky because whenever you go to these London games, you just throw everything out the window. It seems like anything can happen. I still think the Bears win this comfortably. The five is a problem for me. I don't know. It, I thought I thought Oakland did a really good job last week of staying in that game and, and they ended up winning that football game, but they were able to take advantage of Darius Leonard being out. Do you think they can move the football on this bears defense? Cause I'm suspect, but I'm also suspect of how many points the bears can put up collectively unless they score on defense. I think chase Daniels better than Mitchell Trubisky. I've been saying it for six months. You know, I you think he's not be wrong. I, I think he he's better suited for the offense. I think he's very Alex Smith. I think he's going to, he's not going to mess really it up. Like Trubisky. Analogy. You, totally that's agree. Really Right. Yeah. Last week, 73% completion percentage, 195 yards, one touchdown, no interception. And that's coming in after Trubisky gets hurt. I agree with you, man. I hate London games. Weird stuff happens. Do you remember in 2017, Mercedes Lewis had three touchdowns, right? Five touchdowns on the season, three touchdowns in London. I, I mean, so I agree. I take the Bears. I like the Khalil Mack revenge narrative. They're going to want to win it for him. Oakland, third road game in a row. Teams, statistics are terrible on teams that have three consecutive road games. And by the way, this one's in the pond, so it's a real road game. Raiders got a nice win against the Colts. I didn't think they were going to get. David Montgomery has 16-plus touches in each of the last three games. So he's starting to come around as their bell cow. Really like this game. I think you, I agree. I think five is a lot, but I will give it. I think Daniel Chase Daniel makes the offense move better and i think the bears defense is the most reliable unit of the four units in this game yeah uh, i'm with you man i i uh, look it's um you know anything can happen there <clears throat> you just laid out some crazy things i remember uh the jets uh game to was it crowell who had this like monstrous yes. game there yeah right? you know yeah. It's like things that you just look up and you go what what just happened there i don't <laughs> like you know you might you want to question life but uh, yeah, that's so uh, the number was 40 and a half. I'm sorry if I missed that. Did you say over or under on that? I'm going to go over. I think the Bears can yeah. put up points here. I, I think the Raiders may be late, get a couple touchdowns in. I will take the low. over. It's low. low. Yeah. And and, and A-Rob, A-Rob, by the way, had a good connection with Daniel. Seven he really did. 77 yards. Yeah. Very yeah. good. I, I was I was very impressed with that. And I was very impressed with the Tariq Cohen thing. And I had forgotten it. And then uh, Chris on yesterday's show, by the way, on the DFS show with Chris Meany and myself on Line Star app. Um, he brought up the numbers with Tariq Cohen and Chase Daniel, and they were, let's just say, eye-opening. Let's just, let's just say, yeah. put it that way. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew's Fu Manchu will travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers are favored by three and a half. I'm telling you, I don't know, man. Call it magic in the mustache. Call it whatever it is. I I think that this one's a fallacy, too. I just, I'm a little worried about Kyle Allen against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this could be the second consecutive big road win for the Jags. So give me the points there. Give me the Jags with the points. What do you think? 
Uh, discrepancy is fun. I love it. It is. Okay. I, I, Tell me on I'm, Kyle Allen right now. You know what? I'm going to tell you on Kyle Allen. He did have the three fumbles, of course, which is concerning. Why would <laughs> it be? But he, he didn't have an interception. And I think that people are underrating this Carolina defense. They are number one in the league in sacks. They have 18. They're number one in the league in quarterback hits, 34. Listen, Gardner Minshew has been great. The escapability in the pocket against Denver last week, fantastic. I didn't think I didn't think that was coming. Leonard Fournette, big game, but he didn't have a big game in the first half. He just wore down a, a Denver defense that's really struggling. I don't think that happens here. I like Kyle Allen. I think he gets some deep shots in. Greg Olson was taken out of the game plan by a tough Houston defense against tight ends. I think the Carolina offense has more weapons. I think they've righted the ship after losing their first two games. They're coming home. Fans are going to be into it. And I think it's time for a little Joe Gardner Minshew regression. That's what I now, think. No, no, you can't stop the mustache, Randall. <laughs> you can't stop it. And you know what? This seems to be a guy who just finds a way to, to get his team in the right place at the right time. And I'll tell you what, the, the big if you had tried to sell me on the Panthers defense like really hard, I think the, the Panthers defense – over Kyle Allen is, I think, the selling point because I think that's kind of gone unheralded here is the D's played pretty well. I mean, look what they did last week, even, you know, despite all the turnovers. Um, but this number, so we're going to different on this one, but the number is 41. Let's see if we can turn our keys here. I say over. Yeah, I say over also. And, yeah. you know, that, I think that's... that's, that's, that's- yeah, they're they're kind of tempting you with this one to go under. I don't think it's no, I don't think so. No, and I and I do like that Carolina secondary. James Bradbury really shut down DeAndre Hopkins. So I think he's gonna put the clamps there in DJ Chark or or DD Westbrook if he goes back and forth. But yeah, I agree. I, I think that there could be a defensive turnover here for the Panthers. I really like the Panthers. Remember those games when Cam Newton would be struggling and come home, he put up like 30, 35 points. Listen, Kyle Allen isn't Cam Newton, but he's more accurate. So, and he also has Christian McCaffrey functioning at like a 99.9% carry rate. I mean, does anybody oh, else have a running back in the backfield? No, man. But yeah, I'll take the over. Yep. Yeah. So much for regression for Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes. God, I hated that narrative coming into the year. Yep, so many people yep. wanted to jump on. It's like, no, no. It was like two years ago when people said, no, Todd Gurley can't possibly do what he did last year. And then last year, up until the injury, he was having a better season. <laughs> like, you know, it's come on, man. Oh, anyway, Minnesota Vikings at the Giants. And I know you've got a lot of feelings on this one. So I'm going to yield to you first on this one. Take me through Giants Vikings here with the Giants, uh, the home dogs at five and a half. You have over 70% of the money coming in on the Vikings. People are backing the Vikings against a giant team, but the line has not moved here. I'm going to follow Vegas, and this worked last week. The only game it didn't work for was Washington, but it worked for Tennessee, and it worked for New Orleans. Remember I said they're all back in the Cowboys, and the Saints are home getting two and a half. So I'm going to go back to the well here. I like the Giants. Wayne Gallman was serviceable. They get Golden Tate back, and all of a sudden they have some weapons, right? Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. Uh, the defense against the run has been playing better i do think dalvin cook is unstoppable because he's involved i don't like the karma there i don't think they come out throwing the vikings and mike zimmer are not a team they're going to give a squeaky wheel to Thielen and Diggs. their attitude is this is what we do and they are running joe over a 70 percent rate in game neutral situations think about that 70 percent so i think the game stays close i like the home team getting points and don't be surprised if the giants pull the upset here you know it it would be incredible now I know Saquon thinks he's going to play. <laughs> if if somehow <laughs> that cyborg somehow gets on the field, that's crazy. That place, crazy. That place is going to just explode. The I mean, it doesn't have a roof, but if it did, it would blow off. And I'm going to be up there on Sunday doing the TV, and it's going to be fascinating to, to feel like the energy in the building. 
as people are coming in. And it's let me tell you, man, like that is one of those things where he you you saw the clip, right? You saw him out there yeah, bouncing around like know. a ballerina. Yeah, I don't know, man. It looks like I mean, I don't want them to ruin their guy, but if he can go, this is a huge game like you. You might be able to sneak in this division race. You know, once you have the fan base kind of energized a little bit in New York, you never know what can happen if Jones can play well. I mean, they got a gimme victory last week. They got a big victory on the on the road against the Bucs. If they steal a huge upset here, all of a sudden the Giants are in the conversation in that division because the Eagles are not very good. I don't care what they did against the Packers. I'm still not sold on them. Uh, so the number was 43 and a half closing statements on that. Definitely under here. Definitely close okay. to the Ooh. best game. Giants going Ugly. slow. Yeah. Uh, you know, tw- Minnesota's 27th in past offense DVOA. They can't just come out and start slinging it here. I, it's just not going to happen. They're going to stay true. You know, maybe the Giants can bottle up Cook to a certain extent on the ground. I love the under here. All right. So um, in Mike Randall's words of poppycock, that's what comes to mind <laughs> with the Washington Redskins. And they're going to be at home. They are 15-point underdogs at home to the Patriots. So... The kicker issues kind of creep into my concern here. And it's not that I don't think the Patriots are going to destroy them. It's this exact number of 15 where, like, what if they miss a couple extra points? Or what if there's a couple field goals that they miss or something like that? And it's starting to creep into my head. Tell me I'm wrong and this is a nonsense thing and the Patriots are going to win 30 to 10 or 30 to 3 again like they have been. I hate these big spreads. They're like vegetable lasagna to me. I mean, whatever. They're just better options. You know, like you're right. There are better options. Vegetable lasagna. Last week I went with the Dolphins getting the points and then the Chargers pull away late. I'm going to give it here with Bill Belichick. Washington's in disarray. They didn't even show up against a giant team that they could definitely beat. Uh, This is a big game for Julian Edelman, I think. Julian Edelman, when he has been with Tom Brady, has averaged 9.7 targets, 6.4 receptions, 16.6 fantasy points. So I think it's a get-right game. They have so many running backs. Sony Michelle doesn't matter if he's not producing. I just can't see how a Washington team, when Jay Gruden says, I don't know who's quarterbacking on Monday, I cannot see them beating the Patriots. So if I can't see them winning, then I'll just take my chances that they do a backdoor cover late like the Jets did with a couple interceptions here. I know, but it's still Belichick. It's the Pats. I'm going to take them and give the points. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I <laughs> Vegetable lasagna, man. You're not a vegetable <laughs> lasagna guy. Come on. <laughs> come on. No. What are you kidding me? God. You know, come on. I was asking me to stop eating meats. Like, asking me to stop eating carbs. It's not going to happen. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's why I'm fit fat. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm, I can still run seven <laughs> miles, but I've still got a little bit of a belly, and I don't care. I don't care because I like to eat, and someday I'll be dead. And I'll say, man, I wish I ate that giant loaf of Italian bread. And I don't care. <laughs> like I don't. And you'll look back and say, I wish I gave the points with the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> so the number is 42. So they're really counting on the Redskins ineptitude here with this number. And I can't say that it's wrong. So where do you lie with this one? So do you think, I mean, certainly I don't see the Patriots scoring less than like 24 points. Right. No, and I think they no. could score 30. All right. Especially with their defense. Well, they score 30 could... a lot. I mean, they right. basically do. I mean, they haven't had the greatest opponents, but even with Pittsburgh coming out of the gate, Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh and they put 33 up on them. Right. So you figure Washington gets a touchdown or a couple field goals. So now we're talking about, I can get, the, I can get the 40 very quickly. So I'll just take the over and be done with it. Yeah. I'm going to take the over, but man, the fact that they couldn't score and move the football at all last week, on the I think you have to wait and see what's going on like Jay Gruden needs to figure out what he's going to do 
who's going to be the quarterback here before you go in on this over under if it's Keenum I take the over because I think Keenum will will figure it out if it's Colt McCoy okay if it's Haskins I, I don't know the Haskins gives me pause because I don't think they can score on the Pats I that Pats defense has been so good so good yep I I just don't I, I just don't see it I don't see how they can all right the Jets at Eagles uh, how about this one the Jets go on the road the Eagles are favored by 13 and a half man I don't look I know the Jets aren't very good but that's a big number I I'll take the Jets side of this one I and it's and it's based on the Eagles continuously to me looking like a team that you can't figure out week to week so they're they look bad at home against the Redskins eke out a victory and then a couple weeks later they go into Green Bay where everybody doesn't give them a shot and they beat the Packers they just blew their doors off basically in that game for the most part and now they're at home against the Jets and you figure oh it's a lock now I think the Eagles are gonna win this football game but 13 and a half seems like a lot for me right now, even as bad as the Jets have been. Then maybe the move is to tease it. You know, I was thinking about okay. this yep. one. In a there you go. This is the one you put in the parlay with the, with the, <laughs> with the one earlier right. with the Falcons game. <laughs> I do think the Philly explosion is coming. Alshon Jeffrey is healthy. Got a touchdown there in Green Bay. Here's an interesting stat for you. So the Jets right now are by far and away the best team against opposing tight ends. Here's the issue. They faced Dawson Knox's first game with, against the Bills. They faced the Pats, who have no tight end, and David Njoku, who they knocked out of the game in the first right. quarter. So I think Ertz comes around and he finally gets a touchdown this year. Jets' defense is, is okay, but their pass defense is terrible. I would agree with you, Joe, if Sam Darnold played. If Sam Darnold was quarterback and I could see him hitting Robbie Anderson deep, you know, like the Lions were able to get going with Marvin Jones there. But I think it's going to be Luke Falk, which is going to be, you know, student body left, student body right. I think the Eagles get right here. They have not pressured the quarterback, only three sacks on the year. That's the lowest in the league, but I am going to give the points. I think Wentz is locked in, and if he didn't have a bunch of drops there in that game against the Lions, he could be you know, number two fantasy quarterback overall in the league. So I'm going to give the point to Philly. I think this is a big score game, if only because they're not right on offense without Darnold, who's worried about, quote, dying out there. I mean, I just well, don't think it's the right mindset. It's a serious thing, because when you have Mono, it affects your spleen, and if you get hit – you could die. Like, I mean, it's not, a, this is no joke. This is not a joke illness at all. So it affects your liver. It affects your spleen. There's a lot of things going on there for Sam Darnold. And I think it's great that he's limited already in practice, but the throwing him out there in this game is not the best idea. And it's a shame, but it, it is what it is. I, I just, I think that this just feels like something about the Eagles just isn't right to me. And every time I watch them, I see lots of deficiencies and I feel like this is the exact kind of game where they absolutely should do everything you're saying. And they absolutely will fail again. And I feel like they're almost a worse, they're almost a better road team than a home home team. That's good. Like You're right. I get I, that could it, happen. Yep. I, I just I just don't I think it's a huge number. If this number was six and a half, forget it. If this number was 10, 13 and a half gets to a point where it's like, all right, now you're really pushing it. I don't know. 43 and a half is the over under. Where are you going that one, Mike? Yeah, I'll go over. I, I think the Jets can get some stuff on this Philly defense. Yeah, I just I think this too. is I think it's 30 points for the Eagles. I really do. All right, here we go. This is it. I got a lot of feelings about this next one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints are favored by three. Here's the thing. I know the Saints have absolutely, the defense has rallied around um, Teddy Bridgewater and picked him up basically and carried him the last two weeks. But that's going to get old real fast. I know they, they everybody was shocked at what happened when Dallas went in there and the defense played so well and everything just kind of got shut down. They went to Seattle. They beat Seattle two weeks ago in Seattle great uh, defensive touchdowns in that game for them. But 
here's the difference. Now you're getting the Bucks, and the Bucks have no discipline. The Bucks don't care. The Bucks will throw picks all over the place and then come back and throw the ball 30 yards down the field again right at you. They don't care. And statistically speaking, at the very least, that's something you can do on this defense. You can absolutely do this on this defense. And don't look now. But Ronald Jones also is getting a really nice, steady number of carries. The one game he didn't is the one game he was out of and got knocked out of on Thursday night. Everything else is 14, 15 carries. This offense is finding a little bit of balance, and this offense just went on the road and put up 55 on the Rams. So I'm not saying that the Saints can't eat this one out, but I have real concerns about Teddy Bridgewater putting points on the board. And if you don't by now, you should. I don't know what you're watching. Give me the Bucks plus three and a half, like the three. Uh, Bucks plus three. Lock it up. I love this one this week. We're in lockstep here. There this we go. A, We're back. This is a bad oh, week for you to be going first with our <laughs> upsets of the week later <laughs> on. I'll tell you that. Uh, scores of the last three games between these two teams, 31-24, 30-10. Saints won those. And, of course, last year, 48-40, Tampa Bay wins behind Fitzmagic's 417 passing yards, five total TDs. I agree. It has been different with Teddy Bridgewater. It's been a much more conservative offense. Kamara will be limited on the ground here. Vita Vey and Dominican Sue, they played very well. Tampa has the best run defense by DVOA by a ton. Latavius Murray does not exist, so it's all Kamara. I don't know if Traquan Smith's going to be back. Jared Cook really hasn't done much. New Orleans did dial up a great game plan against the Cowboys, but I don't know if they can do that again. And I know that Tampa is going to bring pressure on Bridgewater. Tampa Bay is fifth in the league with 25 quarterback hits. So besides that anomaly against the Giants, Tampa Bay has been very, very good. Godwin is God. Mike Evans, of course, is there. Maybe him and Marshall and Lattimore will renew their little rivalry going back and forth. I agree. I like Tampa to win. The three and a half, I think, is a gift here. Tampa, Winston, Arians, give it to me on the carpet. All right. So the number here is 46 and a half. So where are you there? Over. Way, yeah. way over. I, I, let, let's have some fun down in the bayou. Absolutely. <laughs> let's do it. And look, you know, that Teddy Bridgewater has to do his part, though, for this. Like Teddy Bridgewater's got to put like 20 on the board here, I think, to, to make this work. Well, suppose Taysom Hill does. <laughs> I mean, that could be the move at this point. I love it. Know? <laughs> Jason Hill. Let me tell you, Jason Hill. <laughs> Everybody loves this guy. This guy was so good. Don't you think he'd be out there? <laughs> gadget play. He gadget guy. Who knows? But yeah, I agree. I, I think he's going to be points. Yeah. It, I, I think it's also an indictment. The, the Bucks' defense isn't very good. So, you know, Michael Thomas should give them fits. And Alvin Kamara should give them fits. So it just, they just got to just gotta get them, those guys, the ball in space and just let them go to work. Don't hang this game on Bridgewater. It's going to be those guys stepping up, and uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I love that. All right, the Denver Broncos are going to travel to the Chargers, and I guess Melvin Gordon's going to play this week. I don't know how much. I guess. I don't know. This is another team. This team infuriates me. I, I've been trolling the Chargers all year. I trolled them against Detroit, and I was right about that. Um, and I'll tell you what, they even came out flat against the Dolphins last week. Let's not pretend like they didn't, okay? Because they did. The first quarter of that game, everyone's looking around going, um, guys, <laughs> are we gonna, like, when are we going to turn this on? Eventually they did. And getting Mike Williams back, that's a positive. Six and a half home favorites here. Um, I like the Denver side of this one. I think Denver comes out flat every week. And the one week where they don't come out flat, they're going to win a football game and, and ruin somebody's day. They should have won two games at home already. They didn't. They couldn't close. And part of the reason they couldn't close because they put themselves behind coming out flat in the first half of football games. So, I don't trust the Chargers. I think it just comes down to that. I just feel like they are not as good as they think they are. And I, I don't think the Broncos are great. I think the Chargers win this football game, but I'll take the six and a half. What do you think? 
I'm going to give the six and a half. You know, I call for the Broncos last week to play well at home, and they gave it up there to Gardner Minshew. No Bradley Chubb. Joe, they still are ranked 28th in quarterback sacks. They got all five last week. So that means three of the games they have not had any sacks whatsoever, and now they lose a pass rusher. It's still Joe Flacco. He looked good last week, but I think the Chargers can generate some pressure. Mike Williams coming back helps. You can now put Austin Eckler out there in the slot. He can get open a little bit. Rivers is still probably the best player in this game. So I think Gordon helps. I agree. I agree with you. It's an interdivision game. I understand that. But the Broncos have not impressed me whatsoever. And if they're not getting pressure on Rivers, he's going to pick them apart. So I am going to take the Chargers, and I will give the six reluctantly. Reluctantly, yeah. I will. Chubb being out is a problem, but I just I don't I just don't think the Chargers have um, what is that killer instinct? They don't have it. I just I don't think they can put teams away. <laughs> it's fair. That's listen. It's fair. I, I don't say, I don't think I love it, but it's fair. Like the kind of offense they keep coming at you. And Cortland Sutton is starting to really become a thing. And I think people need to recognize that that guy, that guy can play football. 44 and a half is the number here. Where you go on this one? Yeah, I'll go the under. I don't trust both teams putting up a ton of points, but it could be 20 to 10. It could be, uh, you know, 24, 17, something like that. You know, this is another teaser opportunity. I mean, I do think the Chargers are going to win. I mean, I know you may may not be on, the, on that side of it, but. Oh, no, I'm on tease- the Chargers to win. I just don't yeah. feel confident that they can close. Then maybe like, this is another teaser. We're doing teasers all over the place this week. Oh, <laughs> man, you know what? Some, But this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell everybody, hey, look, last week was a week where it was very dicey. Be careful you know <laughs> what you do. And we were right. If you were careful, it was good. If you were all in on some crazy stuff, it was not a good week for you. And, you know, and the favorites, there are a lot of weird things. And this is another week where maybe you tease and, and you do some parlays that way and you make it work. Yeah, I agree. I, this one is, is this one doesn't feel great. I just trust the Chargers offense here. And I like Austin Eckler, Mike Williams back, a lot of weapons there. Keenan Allen also should, should maybe get in the end zone again after last week. All right. Cowboys at home three and a half against the Packers. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to jump to the over on this one, 46 and a half. Give me the over. Okay. Give me the over 46 and a half. I think this is going to be one of those fun games to watch. I think the Packers coming off a bad loss. The Cowboys coming off a bad loss Two very aggressive teams are going to go at it. This is going to be fun. It's going to be offense. It's the three and a half where I'm not sure where I fall. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but the three and a half, I don't like three was have been good three and a half. I have a problem with. So I'll take the Packers with the plus three and a half, but I'm going to take the over in this one. What do you think? I'm going to take the Packers with the three and a half, and I'm going to take the under. And, and here's why, man. No Tyron, no Tyron Smith on the line there, which I think is going to hurt Dallas a little bit. But it comes down to whether you think the Packers D, like the Rams a couple of weeks ago, is legit or not. That Packers secondary is still strong, even though they were toasted by the Eagles. They had some turnovers there. Miles Sanders had the long kick return, right? So it was a kind of a short field. They are fifth in the pass defense DVOA. They're 27th against the run. So I think you're going to get a lot of Ezekiel Elliott here. I do think Gallup returning looks like he's going to play, does help the Cowboys offense. But the Cowboys also have a strong defense. And of course, Devontae Adams is the issue. That could be a game changer if he doesn't play. So I lean the under here. I do like the Packers getting the points because we expect the Cowboys to bounce back and have a fantastic game than we think last week was an anomaly. But maybe the Packers went to school and what the Saints did and their defense is actually good. If the Packers defense is not good, this could be a blowout and the Cowboys could be well on their way to, to having a fantastic season. But 
Remember the last time they were down there? Aaron Rodgers went down the field. Aaron Jones had 30 fantasy points. So I'm going to go the other way. A little cautious, but I do think the Packers are going to keep this one close. I think they have a long week to get ready, and it's still Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's interesting because the question is, is the Packers D legit? That's the right. question. And I and I, I think no Devontae Adams hurts them enough in this game where I think that might be the difference maker of the W and the L. But I think it's going to be close regardless. That's why I like the three and a half. So it's funny. We both like the three and a half, but for different reasons. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, this next one, this is easy for me. The Chiefs favored by 11 at home against the Colts. It doesn't, I don't know what the latest, here, here you go. Ready? If Darius Leonard's out of this game, you, you take the Chiefs with the 11. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you right totally now. Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. I'll take the 56. I'll go over that. Uh, over the 56 as well because they can't tackle anybody without him he, he you know you know he had a hundred billion tackles last year and that's because nobody else did <laughs> i feel like now that yep. you see it, you take him out of that defense so it's as simple as that for me is there anything more on this one after patrick mahomes does not throw a touchdown pass you no, do not want to be playing the chiefs on sunday night football at home leonard makes a huge difference by the way colts are zero and seven with ty hilton when he doesn't play so i think he, he i think he'll be back i'm not positive though but Jacoby Brissett in arrowhead worries me i'm going to give the points i i just the colts would need to really control the ball in the offensive line. Marlon Mack is banged up. So, I mean, it's going to be Jordan Wilkins maybe, or maybe there could be a timeshare. I don't like it. It's not the right narrative. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last one, Monday Night Football, the Browns going to San Francisco. Uh, Browns plus four. Let me tell you something. San Francisco, I understand they're the last undefeated team in the NFC. They're also the third biggest turnover team, and they had a bye last week. So they didn't even play and they're still third in giveaways. So that's not a good formula for winning football games. I like the Browns on the road here. Give me the plus four. I think this is easy. I think the Browns not only cover this, I think they go and they win outright. Are we sure that San Francisco's not really good? Are we sure second in the NFL in rushing yards? I know they have 12 running backs. I get it. But the <laughs> the defense is very sneaky solid. They are number two. Very I will do that. They're number two overall in defensive DVOA. They've played well. They get pressure on the quarterback there. Browns are banged up here a little bit. Jarvis Landry, of course. Odell Beckham was taken out of the game last time. Listen, Baker played well, but now they go on the road against San Francisco. I did an article on San Francisco's actually plus 2,200 to win the Super Bowl. Now, listen, I understand that. But if you're looking for long odds in the NFC, San Francisco may actually be pretty good. I do think strongly that, Joe, this is the Dante Pettis breakout game. Shanahan's been hammering Dante Pettis. He has wanted him to pop. He's been on him when he's terrible. I've never heard a coach talk more about a player who is getting like one target over the first two weeks than Dante Pettis. I like San Francisco here. It was a nice win for Cleveland. Nick Chubb went crazy, but he's not going to be able to go crazy against the San Francisco defense. So I'll take the 49ers here, and I'll give those points. All right, lots of split for us this week. This is going to be yeah, another fun. fun it makes it fun. Yeah. I love it. 46 and a half is the number here. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go over on this one. I'm going to go over on this one. Not by much, but I think I think they clear the 46 and a half. Yeah, this is a stay away from me. I don't know how this is going to go. I'll stay away from this one. All right. So, it's that time again. It's time for the upset special. As we said, we are 6 of 8 here in this very young football season and now it's October. It's a fresh month. So, we're going to give you some more too. You know where I'm going, boys and girls. I just talked about it on the show. It's the Bucks plus three. 
against the New Orleans Saints. I think they can do it, man. I'm telling you. Maybe I'm drinking the Bruce Arians Kool-Aid. I don't know. All I do know is that the Buccaneers don't care how many mistakes they make. They have no discipline. They will make mistakes in this football game and keep being overly aggressive and keep going anyway. And that's why I like that number so much. So give me the Bucks plus three. I like it. Mike Randall, what's your upset special this week? There's a reason that those tall buildings in Las Vegas line open at Minnesota minus five and a half. We have 73% of the money, 63% of the bets coming in on Minnesota and the line has dropped to Minnesota minus four and a half, which means Vegas is telling you keep betting the Vikings. So what do we do? Ladies and gentlemen, we take the giants. The Vikings are in disarray. Don't underestimate that. I don't think this is a get right game. There's only two wide receivers there and Stefan Diggs has not been in practice or he's back yesterday, but I think this is a tricky spot. I think the Giants have some good karma going. I think their defense is actually not bad up front, although Davin Cook's going to be limited. It's going to be a close game. I love the points. Give me the points for sure. And I'll even say that maybe the Giants go out and pull the upset. So that's that's the one for me. Give me the Giants and the points there against the Vikings because I'm simply following Vegas. I love it. I, I It's going to be a good time, man. Let me tell you. Oh my goodness. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you are, you are really in a bad spot here. I, there's part of me that's rooting for Kirk Cousins because I, I, I don't know. I just feel like poor guy can't get your break. He plays well in Washington. He doesn't get any respect. Then he finally gets paid, gets respect quote unquote in the bank. And now he's not getting your respect on the field. I don't know. He just can't get your break, but that's life, right? Sometimes. But in the meantime, make sure you are listening and subscribing and giving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to podcasts right here on the pre-snap show, part of LineStar app. Make sure you're getting that LineStar app, downloading it and upgrading to that premium product because uh, I know Mike and I were actually just talking about before the show, He Mike mentioned he's a man, the LineStar app is really good. And it is. It's, it's Oh, it's awesome. Really it's good. Really, yep. It really is. Uh, it's so easy to use, so user-friendly, especially if you're, if you're new to this or you're an old veteran, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a fantastic tool to get all your stuff ready for DFS and all your preparation for the weekend of bet, wagering and everything else. And uh, that's about it. So make sure you follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app, at LineStar NFL, at Joe Pisa, P is 17, and of course, at Randall Rand. For Mike Randall, I'm Joey P. There's nothing left to do now except break the huddle. The pre-snap is over. Now it's time to set down with. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.